Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. How you doing today? How you doing today? Let me just say that there are certain things that trigger us, right? Because I know what triggers me, false doctrine, and the wolves that teach them. It does something to my spirit and soul. When I see a man or a woman professing that Jesus sent them, and yet they rob and fleece his people, Beloved, I'm telling you, it does something to the very core of my soul. I, for one, sat up under many false ministries, many wolves in sheep's clothing, many who were all about earthly materials and worldly riches, all the while telling us that We can be just like them, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and not to mention have eternal life. So, every chance that I am inspired by Holy Spirit to start knocking back these false doctrines, I'm on board. I'm on board. Did you hear me, beloved? Listen. Anybody that that's coming to us preaching another gospel, they are to be avoided. We are to mark those who do not teach the teachings of Jesus Christ and those of his apostles. We follow Jesus' doctrines, not man-made traditions and religious heresies. So, what we talking about today? Well, we talking about nine 
dangers of false doctrines and teachings. And let me assure you, beloved, there's more than just these nine. This is why, this is why I keep saying it on the podcast that if we don't for ourselves study God's word, these wolves, these charlatans and counterfeiters and outright liars will lead us all astray and drag our souls right to hell's fire right along with them. We must not be of this world. Christ Jesus says we can't do it. But these false prophets want you to be a part of this world. Jesus says over here in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Amen. And we know that to be the God of mammon, little G. So we really need to find out what are some of the dangers that we face when we follow behind false doctrines and those who teach them. Because the Bible warns us that spiritual deception will increase in the last days in preparation for the eventual arrival of the Antichrist. What does 2 Thessalonians 2, starting in verse 1, and if we take it down to uh, verse 11, because unless we know what's about to happen, our Our minds, souls, and spirit must be on constant alert. Listen to this, okay? Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every soul called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time? For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. 
only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. Verse 11, where are we at? 2 Second, Second Thessalonians 2, verse 10. And with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. Amen. Oh, beloved, it's, it's so much that is happening in the world today is not going to get better. This is why we must be on board with the Lord. And I mean truly on board with the real Jesus Christ because many are serving a false Christ. And yes, Holy Spirit, because as we will see, just touching on nine, and we know it's many more, way more. But for the fact that we are touching on these nine dangers about false doctrines and teachings, this world is on a collision course with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether they know it or not, he's coming. That is why he sends out his messengers, his prophets and, and preachers and teachers and, and exhorters to get the people ready. Christ is coming. And if we still want to hold on to this world, there are a plethora of false teachers waiting for you, waiting to make merchandise out of you. They don't, they do not serve Jesus Christ, who is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. They talking about another Jesus a fake phony Jesus because for these wolves the body of Christ is customers for them they treat godliness as a business Jesus is the product we in in their depraved minds we are nothing more than customers so they will do anything and say anything to retain customers. And that means if you and I are living in willful, blatant, deliberate sin, but we still want to hold on to Jesus, but then we still want the trappings of this world 
and still want to be spiritual. So we will do what Paul told Timothy was going to happen. We will heap upon ourselves teachers that who are in sin too, they are still slaves to sin. But because we we so want to be spiritual and quote unquote godly, anybody preaching anything that feels good to the soul, Jesus did not send them. What they ought to be doing is pricking your soul so that you can look at your life and see whether or not it's lining up with the word. So I'm so glad that we're going to get into this today. So now listen, right? Lord Jesus himself warned people of the certainty that many false teachers will arise who will spread false doctrines and perform false signs and miracles. Look at Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verses 24 to 25. He said, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Amen. Listen, beloved, Christ Jesus did not leave us clueless. The fact that he said there will be be false Christ and false prophets performing great signs and wonders. Well, this tells us that there will also be a false church system at work where these false Christ and false prophets will have their way with those who want to be led astray. Now, I know you may say, well, I don't think anybody wants to be led astray. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Because we have God's word on every matter pertaining to life and godliness. So if we, now listen, if we are too lazy and too worldly to settle down and get into this word for ourselves, well, there are a plethora of false teachers waiting to make merchandise of you. And just like with any company and business, it's all about customer retention. So if they can retain your church membership, they are going to teach and preach any and all things, false doctrines to keep you coming. They're not going to be teaching on godly godly living and walking in such a way that it pleases God. No, they're going to tickle that ear and you will love every single sermon they have. Listen, Matthew 7, 15. 
Lord Jesus says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Amen. So if we don't heed the warning, we're going to be led astray. Oh, my friend, listen. False doctrines have a dangerous and life-altering effect on people. Because when you accept false doctrine, it can be likened to accepting a disease in your life. The disease infects you and it begins to slowly weaken and destroy your body bit by bit if the disease is not removed. Well, in the same way, false doctrines subtly infect the spiritual life of a person. I can't begin to tell you how true that is. I had to take a pause because just to think about how many, how many false ministries I done sat up under while I was in willful sin. You and I got to understand that false doctrines have the capability of leading a person to spiritual destruction. So such examples of false teachings that are popular in this age are the prosperity gospel, spiritual covering, seed faith teachings, hyper grace. Listen, not to mention what else they got? Ah, word of faith teachings, new apostolic reformation. Beloved, these teachings and many more are leading masses astray. Many false teachers, especially within developing countries, are also in the habit of deceiving followers through the selling of quote-unquote anointing oil and various quote, unquote, anointed objects for cash. It is a mess. False doctrines not only affect an individual, but false doctrines affect entire generations and masses of people at the same time. So let us get into these nine like I said, there's many more, but we're going to look at nine today. Nine dangers of false teachings and doctrines. Number one, false doctrines. False doctrines cause followers to submit to spiritually blind leaders. Beloved, this is one of the consequences or danger of false doctrines. Look at the look at the effect they have on people. It causes followers to submit to spiritually blind leaders. Listen, false teachers are themselves 
both deceived and blind. They are deceived and in the process, they are deceiving others. Lord Jesus spoke of the blind leading the blind over here in Matthew 15, 14 by saying, let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Amen. Therefore, both the false teacher and his followers will fall into the same pit. Jesus is thereby warning that false doctrines are capable of leading both the false teacher and his followers to destruction in hell. Yes, number two, okay, false doctrines cause followers to obey the teachings of men instead of the doctrines of God. Oh, listen, false doctrines will always oppose the word of God and cause people to disobey his values and principles. Listen over here to Matthew 15 verses 1 to 3. It says, Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Amen. Beloved, you got to love our Lord. He, he answered their question with a question. They, they were so concerned about his disciples breaking the traditions of the elders. Meanwhile, Jesus brought them to the reality of, look, listen, okay, you worrying about your own traditions when in fact you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition. It's a mess. I'm telling you, whew, listen, when you sit under false teachings and doctrines, you will discover that these religious cults, groups, denominations, false teachers, they are going to put their own traditions and beliefs above the authority of the scriptures and again, if we are not learned, if we do not be as the Bereans, if we are not students of the word of God, guess what, beloved? They are going to pull you from Jesus. Now, I know you may not think that's possible because you are sitting on John 10, 28. And, and you will have many defenses about your bishop, 
and you will say, well, Jesus says, no man can pluck me out of his hand. So I'm not in danger of hell's fire. I love my bishop. Oh, he is the man of God. Well, if you pulling on John 10, 28, about how Jesus says, no man can pluck you out of his hand. And you insist on sitting up under false teachings, false leaderships. Well, beloved, I'm here to break it to you. You have already been plucked. Yes, you have. Number three. Okay. Number three. False doctrines create hypocrisy and a counterfeit Christianity. Oh, yes, it does. Listen, when followers who profess to be Christians have a culture of disobedience against the word of God because of their false doctrines they love to hold on to, well, this type of culture ultimately leads to hypocrisy. Yes, it does. Lord Jesus says the following to the Pharisees in Matthew 15, 7 to 9, you hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Amen. Oh, beloved, listen, you, you got to understand. The Pharisees were hypocritical teachers who only honored God with their words. However, by their actions, the false teachers considered their own doctrines and traditions as being better than God's commandments through their lifestyle and conduct. I don't know how many pauses I'm going to be taking on today's podcast. It's because I'm 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 already triggered. I'm already triggered. It does something to my psyche. How these false teachers and prophets and bishops, modern day, think they are getting away with the foolishness. They actually believe they are serving Jesus. No, they're not. They're serving their own bellies. And I would say, in my humble opinion, many know exactly whom they are serving. It is the devil. Many, many are Freemasons. Many did not come, obviously, through Jesus. Some have become apostate. They are now worldly, steeped in sexual immorality. But yet... They want to sit up and defend their doctrine and anyone that has any spiritual understanding come against them. Oh, oh, the clap back is real for these worldly bishops. Let me assure you. Listen. Sitting up under false doctrines breed 
hypocrisy. Number four, false doctrines lead to people becoming followers of men instead of followers of God. Ain't that the truth? Listen, people who obey false doctrines are followers of men and not followers of Christ. Victims of false doctrines and teachings tend to have more of an adoration of men or their leaders rather than Jesus Christ. Listen, Acts 529 says, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Acts 20, 29 to 30 says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them by using deceptive teachings or deceptive words false teachers ultimately encourage their followers to be loyal to them above their loyalty toward god or toward his word The apostles called it. Paul hit the nail on the head as well as Peter, Jude, James, John. They all told us because as they were setting up the first century churches, they saw what was happening. The people believed in Jesus Christ. Then you have these ungodly ones slipping on in with their false doctrines, trying to, trying to lead the people away from the true gospel. What did, what did Paul say? If anybody comes to you preaching another gospel, he damned them to hell. That that's how serious it is. It is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous to be sitting up under false doctrines and those who teach it. And and you may say, well, how how do I know that that's a false doctrine? Well, go to the word of God. You got a phone, right? Google it. See if what they talking about lines up with the word. And if it doesn't, run. Run. Because the Lord prophesied that both the blind follower and the blind leader will all fall into the same ditch. And what is that ditch? Hmm. The lake of fire. So... Colossians. Ooh, I love Colossians 2 8. 
It's not that we are just some great wonders and that we that we know it all. No. What I so love about the word of God, it is like it educates you about people, about testing spirits to see whether or not they are from God and to examine what they talking about, especially when it comes to our Lord. Why wouldn't we go and inspect what they talking about? Colossians 2.8 See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Amen. We have been commanded, beloved, to not be a captive of high-sounding nonsense and empty philosophy, pseudo-intellectual babble. Don't be swept and carried away by every shifting wind of doctrine. Make sure it's lining up with the word, and if it's not, get out of there. Get out of there because Colossians 2.8 is telling us that we should be cautious about receiving philosophies of men and evil spirits or any principles which oppose the teachings of Christ. Amen. Number five, yes, I'm giving us nine dangers of false doctrines. Number five, false doctrines lead to spiritual bondage and legalism. Yes, it does. Galatians. Galatians 2 verses 4 to 5 says, Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped into spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus so that they might bring us bring us into slavery to them we did not yield in submission even for a moment amen so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you amen listen beloved this life this born-again life is not meant to bring people into a life of spiritual bondage. But instead, when you are in Christ, you are set free from bondage. Oh, beloved, please study Romans chapter 6, that whole chapter. We have liberty in Christ Jesus. Yes, we do. Galatians was written by the Apostle Paul because the churches of that region were facing a theological crisis pertaining to the gospel. The the essential truth of justification by faith rather than by human works was being denied by the Judaizers 
the Judaizers were legalistic Jews who falsely taught that salvation was by human works or obeying the 613 laws of Moses rather than by faith alone in Christ. And Paul therefore wrote Galatians in order to set the record straight that salvation is a free gift received by grace through faith in Christ alone and not by our works or human effort. Amen. Study Galatians 2.21. Listen, Paul was saying over here, I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Amen. And beloved, this awesome gift of salvation. If there is no repentance, if there is no turning of the mind, turning away from a sinful life, a sinner's life, once you hear the gospel that Christ Jesus died and was buried and on the third day God raised Jesus from the dead, that Jesus made atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to God so that we don't face his wrath and in Christ we now have liberty to no longer be slaves to sin, but slaves to righteousness and going forth. We listen, we follow, and we obey Christ Jesus as we are being sanctified by his Holy Spirit so that we don't end up in the lake of fire right along with Satan his antichrist and the false prophet, as well as all of the unrepentant sinners from the beginning of history. When you hear the good news that God has made a way for us sinners to be made right with him, whereby we can spend eternity with him in his kingdom, enjoying eternal life and not facing his wrath. That makes a person stop and think, hmm, do I really want to go to hell? Do I want to go to hell only for hell to empty out herself and the residents of hell now stand before Jesus on judgment day at the great white throne judgment to hear how their names have not been found written in the Lamb's book of life and they will be thrown into the lake of fire where there will be no relief. They will be tormented day and night the smoke of their torment will rise day and night for all time. And you mean to tell me that's how anyone wants to live? So when, when you hear the gospel that this day called today, 
that you can turn from a life of sin to a life of godliness and righteousness to receive something that we could not have earned no matter how good you thought you was. But by his grace and mercy, we can have an opportunity while we are still alive to come to Jesus. Well, that whole process right there is called repentance. The Bible says without repentance, there will be no forgiveness of sins. Oh, beloved. So, you know, I always got to plug in the gospel any chance I get, right? So. Paul would just finish telling us over here in Galatians 2.21 that I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So we therefore constantly see through many of Paul's epistles that false that false gospels and doctrines were being spread through his lifetime and ministry. Paul himself had to, in many of his letters, consistently correct and warn his readers pertaining to the existence and rise of false teachings. Beloved, this is important. We can't just, you know, poo-poo, you know, false doctrines and treat it as if it is not dangerous. If it wasn't dangerous, Paul and the apostles, not to mention the Lord Jesus Christ, would not have gone out of the way to warn us to be aware of them. Number six, false doctrines lead to devotion to the teachings of demons. Oh, beloved. 1 Timothy 4 verses 1 to 2 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars oh, whose consciences are seared. Oh, beloved, listen, okay. The Bible is clear that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against evil forces of darkness, we know this from Ephesians 6.12. Therefore, it is important to understand that false doctrines are teachings which have been inspired by demonic spirits who ultimately report to Satan our adversary. In other words, Every false doctrine or false gospel that opposes the scriptures, especially the essential Christian doctrines, 
is most certainly demonically inspired. So what are the essentials of the Christian faith? Because if we don't know the simple rudiments of our Christian faith, then any old body can come and teach us and and make us captives to high-sounding nonsense. The essentials of Christianity is the deity of Christ, that man is sinful and in need of salvation. Salvation is by God's grace through faith and not by works. Salvation is through Jesus Christ alone, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God is one and exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that the authority of the scriptures is the word of God. These are the essentials. This is what we must have as a foundation. So that's why John is over here in 1 John 4, 1. He says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Why? For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Amen. That's why. That's why, beloved, we must test every single spirit because not every spirit standing in the pulpit is of God. So, he's telling us to test these spirits because there are many false prophets. It's because false prophets and false teachers are inspired by demonic spirits. Whether these teachers are aware of it or not, therefore their false teachings are also inspired by evil spirits. Listen, the Bible itself and all its scriptures were inspired by God. We know it is from 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Amen. All scripture is inspired by God. And God used holy men to write it all down. Therefore, the devil himself will inspire false teachings to oppose God's word, and he will use men whose consciences are seared to spread false doctrines. Yep. Number seven, false doctrines. Yep, we're talking about the dangers of false doctrines. Number seven, False doctrines create a counterfeit Christ or a false concept of the biblical God. 
2 Corinthians 11.4 says, For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Amen. Beloved, do you not know that false doctrines are able to create a different Jesus than, than the actual Jesus that is mentioned in the Bible? Hmm. For example, there are false doctrines that deny the deity of Jesus Christ. These doctrines claim that Jesus is not God and that Jesus was only a man. There are also some false doctrines where Jesus is not seen as the ultimate Let me just calm my little spirit down because they think they getting away with this. It's like sometimes it just so boggles my mind that they truly believe these teachings that are coming from Satan. And you know what? That's their judgment. Because they rejected the truth. Well, we know that a strong delusion is coming. And we know that many are living in delusion today. And so their judgment of rejecting Jesus is falling prey to this nonsense. That Jesus is not God, but that he is only a man and that he is not seen as the ultimate mediator between God and man. These false doctrines have false teachers and cult leaders who claim that it is they who either mediate or co-mediate on behalf of their followers before God. Yep, they are steeped in pride. The Bible, yet the Bible is clear in many verses of scripture that Jesus is God and that Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. What does 1 Timothy 2, 5 say? For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Listen. Okay. There are also false doctrines that falsely teach that God exists to give you any material possession that you can desire because Christ died for such a purpose. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
Other false doctrines teach that you can buy or earn the favor, the gifts, and the blessings of God with money or by the amount of money that you donate or quote unquote seed. Beloved, please understand these kind of doctrines and many others do not speak of the biblical Jesus or the God of the Bible. These false doctrines speak of another Jesus. Therefore, while false teachers may read from the Bible mm -hmm, and mention the name Jesus in their teachings, their false teachings do not represent the true biblical character and nature of Jesus Christ. Hence, false teachers will present a different Jesus by misinterpreting and twisting the actual meaning and context of various scriptures. Here we go. <clears throat> Popular false doctrines and teachings that are taught today, prosperity gospel. What is, <laughs> what is, prosperity gospel. Well, if you have been living under a rock, okay, this prosperity gospel is also known as the health and wealth gospel. Name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. And we all know, we all know of these popular prosperity gospel preachers. Like who? Well, we all know their names. Joel Osteen, Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, Mike Murdoch, Creflo Dollar, Jesse DePlantis, T.D. Jakes, Paula White, Joyce Meyer, just to name a few. Listen, these and other televangelists have managed to spread this teaching into every continent on the face of this flat earth, with Africa being the most affected. Listen, this false doctrine, it survives and grows by taking advantage of the financially desperate, the self-ambitious, the greedy, and the spiritually deceived with the promise that those who obey its subtle but twisted doctrines will one day amass material riches, material wealth, and self-fulfillment in life. But the Bible is clear that money does not satisfy and fulfillment cannot be found by the pursuit of money or wealth. Oh, beloved, listen. What does Ecclesiastes 5.10 says? He who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth 
with his income, this also is vanity. Listen, it's also important to note that just because the prosperity gospel heresy has made has been made popular by charismatic and influential preachers, it does not mean that this doctrine is true and sound. We are warned by the scripture, scriptures that teaches us and warns us of preachers who will make merchandise or customers out of their followers. Therefore, they will create lies and deceptions in order to make money from religion. This this is something we must stay away from. What else? What else false doctrine? Okay, here we go. Spiritual covering. Oh, boy. Listen. This false doctrine, spiritual covering, basically teaches that your leader, your pastor, your prophet, your apostle is a human, quote unquote, spiritual covering over your life or the personal affairs of your life. Therefore, if you are not under the spiritual covering of your leader, then you are not covered or fathered or protected from spiritual curses or from problems in life. Believers of this false teaching teach that every Christian believer needs a human spiritual covering to protect the believer from deception, curses, problems, and even the devil himself. Well, don't you say. So this just puts the Holy Spirit out of business, right? Because he's, if you want to say a spiritual covering, he's it. He's the one that protects us, reveals deception to us and how to avoid and escape it. He even tells us by the word of God how the devil flees from us. James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God. To God, oh yes, Holy Spirit. See, scripture tells us to whom we submit ourselves to. We are never, ever, ever in scripture told to submit ourselves to another mere mortal. You want to know why? Mere mortals have sin. They can go right back into sin at any given time. Why would I Why would you entrust your soul to another mortal who is fallible? Don't do it. Listen, okay? The the spiritual covering doctrine also teaches that without your human spiritual covering, whatever you do will not be blessed by God unless... Unless it has the endorsement 
of your particular human spiritual covering. Okay, I'm out. I'm done with this because we we got to understand, right? This spiritual covering heresy has its roots in the the shepherding movement of the 1970s which came out of the charismatic movement. It's a cult, beloved. This cult-like manipulation has many techniques and intimidation tactics. Mm -mm. It has emphasis on the non-biblical teaching that every follower needs a human spiritual covering. No, we don't. No, we got we got Holy Spirit. What else false doctrines and teachings that are out there being taught today? Well, we know hyper grace. Oh, we know hyper grace. Listen, hyper grace false grace, whatever you want to call it. It is a distorted view of grace, which teaches that since God's grace exists, then there are no moral laws which God expects the follower of Jesus to obey. And this is where we get once I'm saved, I'm always saved. I can live however however I want because God's grace got me covered. Listen, this false doctrine of easy hyper grace teaches that a Christian can willfully and rebelliously live a lifestyle of lying, cheating, sexual immorality, all sorts of sin, and still call himself a Christian. This false grace falsely presumes that God no longer cares about sin or a sinful lifestyle. In fact, most professing Christians who live up under this false grace, they prefer not to speak about sin. I bet they don't. Or to expose sinful behavior. Listen, this false teaching right here is based on a deceptive and false understanding regarding the true meaning of the grace of God. A person sitting up under this false doctrine is one who takes the principle of salvation by faith and God's grace to the point of exerting that Christians are not bound to follow God's moral law or to obey God's scripture. scriptures. Mm-mm. See, that's why over there in Jude 4, Jude 4 speaks of people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, let us not be mistaken. This false doctrine 
this perverted concept of grace indirectly or deceptively promotes a lifestyle of sin. And I don't care what the proponents of once saved, always saved, got to say. You can't, you will never be able to break it down to us who know what the word of God says to get us to believe in the high sounding nonsense that God is okay with sin because in Christ, nothing we could do, nothing. I mean, we can become an unbeliever just as long as some point in your life you said the sinner's prayer, which by the way, is not biblical. Is not sound. There is no exact formulating prayer that one can be born again just by reciting it. We follow Jesus. Therefore, we are followers of Jesus Christ. So if we follow Jesus, and his example in living, did we see him at any time living a life that is characterized by sin? Well, the answer is no. And if you say you follow Jesus and you are still living in willful sin, you are not a follower of Jesus. What else we got here? Hmm. Word of faith theology. Listen. This word of faith madness is new age. That's what it is. You can trace its roots back to that movement of positive confessions and new thought teachings of E.W. Kenyon who is said to be the originator of the movement. However, Kenneth Hagen is said to be the father, quote unquote, father of the word faith movement because he was responsible for popularizing Kenyan's theology and teachings since the late 20th century. This movement this word of faith or word faith. It is known mainly because of their false teachings and distorted theology regarding their perception and definition of faith. Exactly their perception and their definition of faith. Listen, I'm not condemning anyone. You want to know why? I sat up under every last single one of them. I knew all about E.W. Kenyon. I knew all about Kenneth Hagen. I knew all about Oral Roberts, Kenneth Copeland. Who else is on the list? Who else is up here? Benny Hinn, Joyce Meyer. I really didn't mess around with Joe Osteen too much, whatever, but certainly Creflo Dollar. Uh-huh. Frederick K. Price. Yep. The whole lot. Listen. Okay. 
Many were faith, many were faith preachers, such as, as Kenneth Copeland, for example, are on record as teaching that faith is a force, which can be used to get or achieve whatever you desire. Since this movement consists of some of the most popular preachers and televangelists, it is no surprise that the word faith movement and some of its heretical teachings have been very popular all over the world. Because this word of faith theology dangerously infuses the Bible with various new age philosophies, law of attraction techniques, and the false prosperity gospel doctrine. So, the crux of what word faith preachers teach is that God promises health, wealth, and any dream or material desire to anyone who practices their distorted faith-related formulas and theologies. Some of the madness that goes down in this in this word of faith movement is that faith is a force controlled by the words you speak. You can have all you want through positive confessions and that how men are little gods for them is all about that seed faith teachings. Oh, Oral Roberts is known as one of the initial originators of this false teaching, the seed faith offerings. It involves followers being coerced into seeding or giving their money in quote-unquote faith with the belief that God will give them back a multiplied harvest or return of their initial offering. For example, look, look at the madness. For example, the belief is that if a person gives or sows $10 in faith to a prosperity preacher or his ministry, then God will be will be obligated <laughs> will be obligated to give that person a monetary or material reward of twenty dollars or more in return. <sighs> Name it and claim it. What else they believe over here? Is you know what? I'm not because I see a rabbit hole about to open up. No. What else? What else popular false doctrines? New age. No, no, no. New apostolic reformation. Is it biblical? No. Nope. And this movement right here. It is a counterfeit and unbiblical movement that has been growing and has infiltrated many churches around the world. So what do they believe in? Well, let's see. Let's see. Well, this, well, for starters, the name New Apostolic Reformation, it was coined by one of the founders of this movement. His name I don't know if he's still living or not. I, I really don't 
I don't know. C, capital C, period, Peter Wagner, whose NAR teachings and theology have become popular to the extent that this movement has been gradually straying people away from true biblical Christianity. See, beloved, this, this just reeks of us not studying to show ourselves approved that when anybody comes with this newfangled movement, people are jumping on board. I'm just trying to see what what they talking about here. You know what I'm they believe that they are they are leading a new Christian reformation that follows after the Protestant Reformation. It is characterized by heretical beliefs and visions and goals. They believe God is restoring apostles and prophets. What else they kingdom reformation, gospel of the kingdom, kingdom now teachings. Oh beloved, I'm I'm not even gonna waste our time. Cause I know many, no not many, but I do know one person in particular who is sitting up under this whole kingdom now, kingdom gospel. This individual, you're talking about a slanderer of the brethren, just mean and nasty and, and, and a busybody. And you mean tell me they are speaking on behalf of God and behaving like that? It's saying here, the NAR movement has a redefined gospel which has several names such as Kingdom Now, Kingdom Reformation, or the Gospel of the Kingdom. Their redefined gospel is a contrast and distortion of the true gospel and, and the real reason why Jesus came to the earth. Oh no, I'm not, nope, ain't, nope, I'm not doing this. They also believe that the gospel of salvation or that the message of Jesus finished work on the cross is a complete gospel. They do not believe that the message of the cross or salvation or, or salvation from sin is a sufficient message of why Jesus came to the earth. Well, well, tell us then, if that's not the reason, then why did he come? Well, let me just delve in, into the madness, what they talking about. Well, the New Apostolic Reformation believe and teach that salvation is, is quantitative, but that their own distorted version of the gospel of the kingdom is Quality, what? Wait a minute. One of the deceptions is that they redefine the word kingdom from its original biblical meaning or understanding. According to the New Apostolic Reformation, the word kingdom refers to Christians taking denomination of various social, cultural, economic, and political world systems 
through what they call the seven mountains. You know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm not I'm not going to try to rack my brain because what we know to be truth is bucking up against even reading what this high sounding nonsense is talking about. All of this, all of this is a false concept of Jesus and the true character of God. They spread a false gospel and another Jesus instead of the biblical Christ. That's all I need to know to avoid the madness. These false doctrines and many others tend to diminish and distort the authentic nature and character of Christ. Therefore, following a counterfeit Jesus results in counterfeit Christians, which then results in a counterfeit Christianity. Lord Jesus said, not everyone, okay, who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Beloved, when we read Matthew 7, 21 to 23, we learn the tragedy that there are those who presume they will enter heaven, but they will end up in a burning hell simply because they live hypocritical lives. They lived a life of counterfeit Christianity. Well, that's true. I know of one personally sitting up under this kingdom gospel nonsense and sad to say, and I pray they repent. This is one of the most evilest, the most vindictive, the most foul mouth, just mean, just ornery, just, oh, just an outright liar, accuser of the brethren. It's true. They are liars and hypocrites. And if you come with the sound teachings of Jesus Christ and those of his apostles, they think they know so much. They they just stop they just start spouting all of this high sounding nonsense about how we don't have to follow Jesus. We don't have to adhere to none of his teachings. But then you want to call yourself a Christian. You want to say by the blood of Jesus you are saved, but why? Like he said, Lord, Lord, many will say, Lord, Lord. Oh boy, number eight. Listen, I'm about to wrap this up. Number eight, about the dangers of false doctrines. Well, false doctrines encourage sin, pride, and rebellion. Yes, it does. False doctrines do not lead people to Christ, nor do they lead to authentic Christian living. Instead, false teachings will energize the flesh and encourage the desire to sin and rebel. False doctrines will also encourage a spirit of pride and arrogance rather than Christ-like 
humility. 2 Timothy 2, 16 to 18 says that false teachings not only lead to empty chatter, but it also leads to ungodliness and is capable of spreading like a disease. Oh, beloved, when you read Titus, Titus 1, verses 10 to 11, it says that false teaching leads to what? It leads to rebellion or insubordination against God. It leads to empty talk or mischievous conversations. It leads to deceptive or manipulative behavior, upsetting or division of families. In verse 11, it says that the motive of some of these false teachers is that they teach for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Beloved, this all boils down to filthy lucre. Uh huh. This means that false teachers teach false doctrines for their own personal gain, even if they know that they are sinning and rebelling against God. So the result of continuous rebellion is that false doctrines eventually leads to both false teachers and their followers having a seared conscience. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2 connects false doctrines to having a seared conscience because of people devoting themselves to teachings of demons. I got to say that again. According to 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 2, it connects for us that false doctrines leads to having a seared conscience because of people who devote themselves to teachings of demons. Therefore, their consciences are seared. Dangerous. Last but not least, number nine, false doctrines give false teachers abusive control over their followers. And you know what, beloved? This happens, especially with religious cults or these groups that exhibit high control behavior. False teachers and cult leaders twist scriptures to enable themselves to intimately control, manipulate, and spiritually abuse their followers. They do this in order to manipulate them. Yes, they do. 1 Peter 5.3 says that the church leader should not lord over or be domineering towards his followers, but he should be an example to the flock. 
Over there in Matthew 20, verses 25 to 28, the Lord Jesus gives his disciples the template for Christian leadership. He basically mentions that Christian leadership is when, number one, the leader becomes the servant. Number two, the leader serves the flock and not himself. Number three, the leader imitates Christ's leadership style. But oh, no, no, not today. Not for these power-tripping, ego-inflating bishops of today. Mm-mm. Listen, false teachers will teach false doctrines that cause their followers to fear them idolize them and follow them without exercising any critical spiritual thinking. Many false teachers have caused divorces, separated families, sexually abused members, and destroyed lives because of the application of false doctrines upon blind followers. Oh, beloved, in closing, I pray that we all have ears to hear in these later days, right before the return of Christ, it is getting ever darker and darker. You got many false teachers on the rise because the people refuse to stop sinning, but they want to be spiritual. They want to say, Lord, Lord, so they will heap upon themselves all of these wolves in sheep's clothing, tickling their ears as they rob them and fleece them, all the while piling you with false doctrine. You're going to perish. You're going to perish. And I know many of you may say, well, where do we go to fellowship? Well, that's between you and the Lord. For me, I don't go to church. No, I don't. Nope. The Lord, by his grace and mercy, pulled me out of the apostate church. So I don't, I don't have any, any answers for that question. All I know is that for me, I sat up under false doctrine and because of false doctrine, like everything that we just discussed, it, it allowed me to stay in sin because I was serving a false Christ, a fake God, one who was tolerant of sin. As long as I brought him money, we were still good to go. Meanwhile, I'm on my way straight to a burning hell. But I was saying, Lord, Lord. In closing. The Bible consistently warns us to beware of false prophets and false doctrines. The key to avoid being deceived, beloved, is to seek a sincere relationship with God and to intimate the example, no, not intimate, Imitate, to imitate the example of the Bereans who studied 
and verified the scriptures for themselves, irrespective of who preached it. Acts 17, 11. Now these Jews, who were more noble than those in Thessalonica, they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Amen. Are we doing that, beloved? Or are we being spoon-fed, twisted, taken out of context scriptures? Listen, even though Paul was an apostle of Christ, the Bereans would fact-check Paul's message by going back to the scriptures to see if what Paul had preached was actually really true. Oh, beloved, in this age of deception, this is the kind of Christian that is needed. A Christian who tests the spirits and diligently studies and rightly interprets the word of God. It is necessary that as we grow in our walk with God, that we avoid a culture of of being spiritually spoon-fed, but instead we grow into a culture of personally studying and obeying God's word. Listen, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you go. False teachings and false doctrines lead people to hell rather than to eternal life with Christ. They encourage these false doctrines. They encourage idolatry by creating a false concept of the true nature of God so that people are deceived into worshiping a false God and a false Christ it is therefore, beloved, necessary that the truth be preached and the deception exposed because the spiritual lives of people are at stake. And that is why I'm here on the podcast. I'm not here to grow a following. I'm not here to become famous. I'm here because lives are at stake. The spiritual lives of souls who refuse to come out from amongst false teachers long enough to be like a Berean and study this good word for themselves. They are at risk. So if I can cry aloud and spare nothing. I'm here for the job. I'm, I'm here for the job. Number one, I love my Lord. Number two, no, number one, number one, number one, I love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I love you all like I love myself. Number two, I don't want to see anyone perish. It is God's will that no man shall perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
That's why I'm here on the podcast to warn and scream aloud. Repent, turn from your evil, wicked ways. Come out from amongst these false teachers. Otherwise, you're going to lose your soul. That's all I got to say for today, beloved. Father, oh, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, hallowed be thy righteous, holy name. Father, we are so blessed that we can come over here to 2 Peter chapter 2 and we see that false prophets will be punished. There we, it says here, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in this destructive heresies they will de- they will even deny the master who bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves even so many will follow their licentious ways and because of these teachers the way of truth will be maligned and in their greed they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation pronounced against them long ago has not been idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Amen. Oh, Father. Some of these false teachers, they are bold and willful. <clears throat> they are not afraid to slander the glorious ones. We're as angels, verse 11, we're as angels, though greater in might and power, do not bring against them a slanderous judgment from the Lord. These people are like irrational animals, mere creatures of instinct, born to be caught and killed. They slander what they do not understand. And when those creatures are destroyed, they also will be destroyed, suffering the penalty for doing wrong. They count it a pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their dissipation. While they feast with you, They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. They have left the straight road and have gone astray following the road of Balaam, son of Bezor, who loved the wages of doing wrong. Oh, Father, these are they who are waterless springs and mists. Reserved for them is deepest darkness, for they speak bombastic nonsense. Yes, they do. And with licentious desires of the flesh, they entice people who have, <clears throat> who have just escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. 
for people are slaves to whatever masters them. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overpowered, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment that was passed on to them. It has happened according to the true proverb. The dog returns back to its own vomit and the sow is washed only to wallow in the mud. Oh, Father, words fail me to utter just how grateful I am grateful how your children are, that we have your wisdom written down for us so that we would know who is who. Lord Jesus says we can test every tree by the fruit that it bears. If they are bearing bad fruit, that is not someone we need to be sitting up under at all. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for sound doctrine. May we reserve our ears to only listen and follow Jesus Christ only. I give you thanks this day, Father. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Most High God. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning first corinthians 15 33 to 34 and lord willing until next time i shall be speaking to you all soon praise the living god bye for now guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye